Hello everyone, welcome to Love and a Little Magic. I'm Fairly Theta. It's January. It's 2022. It's a little hard to believe, <laughs> honestly. Um, I really like New Year's, um, and it was not my intention to take last week off of recording. It happened that way. I had no voice and <laughs> I also had no internet for a little bit there. Um, but you know, my intention had been to talk about New Year's resolutions and exactly why I believe that they are important to make, even if they seem like a marketing ploy from every self-improvement company in the world, um, and, you know, share some of my own. But I think that maybe there was some divine intervention going on because the way that I actually want to approach this is a little bit different. I still love the idea <laughs> of New Year's, um, at least as an idea of like a fresh start, really cleaning the slate and allowing us to move forward with a little more clarity in different areas of our lives. I believe that the strength of New Year, New Year's Eve, you know, all of the kind of structures that we've built around this idea of a holiday is in allowing us to choose a different path. It's in giving us space for reflection and actually maybe even actively encouraging reflection in a lot of ways. Obviously, you know, if your idea of New Year's is the biggest, wildest party you can find and you're looking to be totally blitzed way before midnight, um, this is probably not the version of the holiday that I am discussing right now. <laughs> um, you know, for me, I guess, looking back on a lot of the New Year celebrations that I've had, it always felt like a very, almost holy holiday. You know, my grandparents, um, always threw a big New Year's Eve party and they had like the finished basement with a bar in it and like I remember all the vintage noise blower glasses things from years you know way beyond my birth even um it was it was definitely a very celebratory time in my household and my family um and I'm sure looking back that they were not using it as a reflective holiday it was just you know a time to have your friends over and get totally wasted um the 60s were a crazy time right but I I think I internalized that as like the New Year's is something to celebrate. So even as a child, I remember being very reflective that final day of the year and trying to project a better year ahead. And that might be where the trouble comes in. So if you guys follow me anywhere else, um, I posted a an article on New Year's Day, January 1st, um, to my newsletter, which if you're not signed up, 
please definitely um, head over to Substack and follow me there, that astrologer. I put out articles uh, every other week, and if you are a member, you'll get additional exclusive articles on those in between weeks. Um, but this week I posted just, you know, a totally free write-up on the numerology and the archetypes that we're kind of looking at going into 2022, which are very, very different from 2021 or 2020. And within my client work, I've had a lot of people very concerned with this year being kind of another repeat of the last two. And I think for a lot of people, and myself included, 2020 and 2021 feel like this weird blur of stasis, like very little of anything, really. Um, and that's not to say that there weren't really great moments and really bad moments in both of them, but I think a lot of people have this tendency to identify a year as a set of external circumstances. The year is something that shapes itself and then happens to you instead of a part of a larger cycle of your life. And I think that the way that we really should be framing this is that life is cyclical. We are cyclical. You know, for some of us, there were cycles that came to a close in these last two years, and that can be very painful. For others, there are cycles that opened that might have been equally painful. But the truth is that the world's cycles are not necessarily on the same time frame that your personal cycles are on. So learning how to work within those can be tricky and it can be very easy if you're not necessarily a naturally reflective person um, to see those cycles as external circumstances that are just happening to you. And then we get into this whole blame game, dumpster fire, good riddance to 2021, I hope it dies in a fire, you know, blame stuff that you see all over social media, which honestly drives me insane. If you can't tell from the, the tone of my voice here, it drives me insane. Um, because, yeah, terrible things have happened in the last few years. But that doesn't mean that our lives have to be terrible as a result, or that we as people are doomed to live in terrible cycles. So New Year's, I think, becomes a time where we can choose to go forward differently. I don't even want to say better, because I, I do think we need to remove judgment words from a lot of our speech. Um, it's not about better. It's about different. It's about making different choices. So the other thing that I think is worth addressing is that, yes, New Year's is a totally constructed holiday. And a lot of the opposition that I see to things like New Year's resolution is this idea of a totally artificial construct, that it's not natural for us to observe 
New Year's and make resolutions based on it. It's part of a, um, I don't want to say marketing scheme. I mean, certainly it can be part of a marketing scheme if you're like seeing Peloton ads and God knows what other fitness course is capitalizing on this idea of new year, new you, better than ever. That's a marketing ploy, absolutely. But I don't think that new years in and of itself is necessarily a marketing ploy. It is artificial though. And that is worth remembering. New Year's is a holiday that we choose to celebrate. Maybe it's not exactly a totally voluntary choice. I mean, your calendar date is going to change whether you like it or not. You know, you can't keep 2021 on your calendar, you know, in perpetuity. Um, But it's not really a... It's not really a natural cycle. So there's a few different ways that this can be navigated. Um, For a lot of ancient societies, a lot of agrarian societies, the year was more centered around astrological phenomenon. And that actually feels really natural to me, um, maybe because I am an astrologer and I pay very close attention to these more natural Earth-based cycles. Um, The winter solstice, which obviously is the closest astrological phenomenon to New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, is actually a midpoint. Um, It's... it's a... it's a midpoint of winter. Um, It's basically saying, look, we're halfway there. It's, it's not a beginning or an ending of anything. So as we continue to grow the, the light, basically the idea is that during the winter solstice, the sun is at its lowest point in the sky and we have the longest night of the year. And then from there, the sun rises slightly higher each day, which means it takes slightly longer to go down and it grows and it grows until the summer solstice at which point it's at its highest um so it's it's a midpoint and we invite the light back with each passing night after the winter solstice in that way i do feel that it is an apt time for resolution to invite new patterns into your life however it's not exactly a new year is it it's a new choice. It's a new uh, set of circumstances if we choose to allow it to be, but it in itself is not the beginning or the end of the cycle. The astrological new year actually occurs in the spring. So the equinox Um, that occurs in roughly March 20th, 22nd, whatever it is, it it varies year to year, you know, with that cardinal Aries moment, um, or at least what we observe as Aries moment, we could talk scientifically about the procession and whatnot, but that's a different episode. Um, That's actually the start of the new year for, again, most of these old agrarian societies. There are obviously... um, exceptions to that. You know, the Celtic New Year, as a prime example, um, began and ended with uh, Halloween, Samhain, 
Um, so those of you with more of a neo-pagan background or traditional, you know, Wiccan background will probably recognize that. Um, but for me, it's always been very natural to look to the spring as this new start. And so in that way, this weird stretch between December 31st and March 20th-ish is this kind of strange limbo. And I have chosen to see it as sort of a testing ground. It's a time to take these resolutions, these new patterns that we're looking to establish, and put them into place. See what sticks. See what feels natural, and see what feels totally counter to you and your instincts and your development. There will absolutely be things that you want to bring into your life that really just don't have a place there. And it's okay. You know, um, I have certainly come to terms with the fact that I am never going to be the kind of person that, you know, signs up for CrossFit on December 31st and makes it my whole life. Um, or, you know, like a, what do they call it? Like hard 72 or any of those challenges. Like that's not me. Um, but there are realistic resolutions that can go into effect that you can be a little more flexible with um, in terms of how they contribute to your life. You know, remember that this is part of an artificial cycle and it won't necessarily cement itself until the natural cycle really begins. In the spring, pieces will fall away, pieces will really take root, and you'll be able to see what actually enriches your life and what doesn't. So what do I mean by realistic resolutions? Um, let's talk about that because I did want to talk about resolutions last time. Um, and I think that part of the idea of resolutions um, is kind of speaking them into existence, you know, speaking this reality into, into, into the world around you. Um, for me, I've always been very good at keeping the resolutions that I make, um, and I think it's because I, I make realistic ones. I don't really, you know, go too far outside of my box. Um, you know, there are certain habits I've noticed pop up in my life over the last few years that I don't like. Um, for example, Look, 2020 and 2021 have been full of nonstop news all the time, and it's been very easy to stay glued to screens and devices. So one of my resolutions this year is to stop scrolling. I'm gonna stop. I just, I can't do it anymore. I recognize that by doing that, I'm actively encouraging my brain to shut down. And what I really need is not the shutdown, but the transition. So instead of finishing my work for the day and then hopping onto Reddit and reading total actual nonsense until I fall asleep at night, 
I'm going to get back into books. I'm going to read so much more. I used to be such a voracious reader and that totally fell away after 2020. In fact, I'm sure if any of you follow me on Instagram, I used to post stories all the time about books that I was reading and, you know, recommendations. And I haven't in a very long time because the only thing I've been reading has been Reddit. <laughs> so that's one of my top resolutions. And so far, so good. You know, I've had some moments where I do just need to tune out and it's very easy to hop onto social media. Um, but those have been few and far between. And... I'm already halfway through a book I started on January 1st, so I'd say that that's a win so far. Uh, stay tuned. Um, I also am going to respect my space. That might sound like a total absurdity to some of you, um, especially, you know, those of you who <laughs> have to live in small urban spaces, you'll all know how important it is to keep clean and organized because that's the only way you live with any sanity in those spaces. Um, but I have historically had a very bad track record with that. I just kind of tunnel vision out clutter and mess and, you know, focus on the work that I have to do. Um, my brain is very one track in that way. But I'm moving, you know, I have a brand new house. It's, I mean, it's not brand new, but it's brand new to me. And I want to show it love and respect. This is really the first time I've felt this energy with a space before. You know, I've had conversations with people, um, especially in the like feng shui space, um, about how I have very strange uh, disconnections with the spaces around me. And, you know, even like the house that I grew up in, to me, it was never home. I never felt at home there. I've never lived in a space that I felt was a home. I'd be totally fine living out of duffel bags um, for most of my life, probably. And maybe that comes from having that Sagittarius fourth house or that Sagittarius Saturn or, you know, any of those things. But I'm ready to respect space because I feel that this is a space that respects me and that we can do great things together and I want to show it the utmost respect and love. And for me, that takes a huge overhaul of my habits and my um, routines, my ability to multitask. So that's kind of like one of the bigger resolutions. Um, and when I say things like I did before about how certain things will be totally contrary to your personal makeup. Um, this could be something that I struggle with in that way. And I will certainly update you guys as I continue. Um, which leads me to another resolution. I'm going to be doing a lot more content creation on different platforms. So I'm going to be getting back into YouTube. Um, if any of you have followed me there, I know some of you have probably actually found me through there, but I'm getting back to it. Um, once I'm in the new space, it will be so much easier to film and actually record things and not feel like bogged down by the pressure of my space. 
So that's going to be part of like what goes hand in hand there. And I certainly plan on updating you guys on the journey that I'm taking with the space, especially as I begin to kind of set it up as a homestead. Um, I'm going to be growing a lot of plants, vegetables, herbs, you know, um, and maybe even getting some animals. We'll see because I'm also getting a baby and we're going to see how much I can handle at once. Um, but so those are all kind of what I'm aiming to do this year. And I'm pretty confident that it will be a very different year because I'm going into this as a very different person and I'm choosing for this year to be one of growth and exploration as opposed to stasis. My life could not be the same if I wanted it to be, but I'm also actively leaning into that. So I encourage all of you to lean into the change, make the changes that you want to see in yourself, and try to understand that your cycles are different than the world's cycles. There are still some things that need to come to a close um, over the next few years. There will be some things that will carry over from the last two years. Um, but what the year becomes is really up to us. It's not up to politicians or healthcare professionals or anybody except for you. So choose to make this year different. Choose to use this time for growth, however it pans out. Nothing happens to you. That's not blaming that should give you some power and agency that I think a lot of us have lost over the last few years. And that's not right because you always have a choice. You always have something to do about it. It doesn't have to change your circumstances. So, all of that said, I would love to hear your resolutions. I would love to hear more about how you intend to make this year different. Um, reach out on Instagram at FairlyTheta or send me an email. Um, my website is thatastrologer.com. There's a contact form on there or you can just click the email button and let me know. I would love to hear. Um, I'll also be updating a lot more on this on my newsletter, um, thatastrologer.substack.com, um, and as well as my other more personal blog, magicformoms.com. Um, this is going to be a year of transparency as well. I'm going to get very transparent about some of the changes that I am making and the processes that I am going through. So we can do it together. Join me. Thank you so much for listening. I will be back next week um, and I'll talk to you then. Bye.